Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Current events, local, world news, and trending. Welcome to this Saturday evening, another milestone here on the Truckers Podcast. This is the 250th episode. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this evening. This evening, Saturday, it is the twelfth of June at ten p.m. And like I said in this introduction, this is the Truckers Podcast two hundred and fiftieth episode, and that milestone badge will go up on the uh, Truckers Podcast website um, tomorrow sometime. And I am here still in Brussels, Ontario, doing a live uh, uh, podcast poolside and enjoying this wonderful weather that we've had this entire weekend and enjoying this weather and this time with family. And I'll be back tomorrow in London, Ontario, and I will have my show Sunday night at 9 p.m. And then, of course, Monday at 9 p.m. And we'll get back on the regular schedule until the weekend again when I return back to Brussels, Ontario to do another weekend shows here in Brussels poolside. And hopefully uh, we will have a couple guests on here that want to come out and uh, see what the podcast is all about. So as we turn another corner here with this pandemic and the international travel starts to resume and what are our borders here in Canada What are they going to look like and how very different our borders are going to be? And now they talk about, you know, back when 9-11 attacks happened 20 years ago. And now this COVID-19 pandemic. And how it's going to transform the way people travel internationally. And our government with the spending of hundreds of millions in dollars in new government spending plan for the modern to modernize our border security and updating the public health measures at airports. Now, even with the land borders, you know, the government has been talking about maybe early, maybe early July, Canada may open their land borders. 
Um, we'll see how that's going to play out. You know, as we're nearing June the 21st, you know, within a week or whatever, and it's generally when the government decides whether to open the land borders between the United States and Canada. But when it comes to the international travel, and they're talking about part of the problem is in the instance on the two meter physical distance and how this is actually going to still be playing out. And is this going to be playing out still, you know, in years to come? And as you know, with all the vaccines that are going into the arms of people, you know, Canada for the first time is just seeing a little over 500 cases per day when we're seeing over 5,000 cases on a daily basis. Now, you know, back, back in February, the federal government here in Canada, they implemented the new quarantine measures at airports. And that requiring all air travelers returning from non-essential trips abroad to take this PCR test 72 hours before their flight. And the test results has to be provided to the Canadian Border Services Agency upon arrival. And it has to be a negative test. And then the travelers need to take the second test and isolate in a federal mandated facility for up to 72 hours while they wait the results at the cost of the traveler. And that cost could be up to around $2,000 for the three-day quarantine. This is still in effect and when the government is actually going to not do that anymore that's remained to be seen now the government has also been talking about offering passengers take home tests or directing arrivals to off-site testing centers close to the airport which free up space in terminals and allow more passengers to proceed And at the heart of the move to touchless travel is a trial for the federal government is undertaking with the World Economic Forum and the Netherlands called the Known Travel Digital Identity Project. And what is this project? The first time I've heard about this project and to share it with you. The project began with the publication of the white paper back in 2018 and was seen as a way to modernize air travel by moving passengers through airports faster. The white paper said that the new touchless system was needed as the number of international air arrivals was expected to increase 50% from 2016 to 2030. But in this last year, you know, it didn't even hit 50%, probably what they were expecting because really there wasn't a lot of air travel. 
And with the international travel at almost a standstill now, the technology is seen as a way to facilitate and return to pre-COVID levels of air traffic. And this touchless travel experience is under the KDI plan, a digital form of an identification is created that contains the traveler's identity, boarding passes, vaccination history, and information on whether they've recovered from COVID-19. Travelers with the KTDI documentation will still have to face a customs officer, but all other points of contact in the airport could become touchless. They're not talking about replacing your passport, but the number of times you have to take out that document or your boarding pass to um, to the customs officer, you know, who are who you are and where you need to be gets reduced. And the official of the KD program said this is still in early stages and the technological issues are still being worked out. The privacy protections would have to be in place before any such system could be launched. So that when it comes to the privacy is that the only the government of Canada holds that information in the central place or airlines hold it in a central place or a border agency holds it in a central place. The official said it's, it's the traveler themselves that holds their own information. It'd be, you know, identification card with the inscripted information like your bank card. That would probably have, you know, that sort of information. Now, when it comes to the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated travelers, it's the Canadian Border Services it says that the, the 65.1 million federal investment in the border security modernization over five years would fund other digital services tools that would reduce the touchless points and create more automated interactions at the Canadian airports. You know, this is a big step, you know, coming out of this pandemic. So that we have this touchless information and you don't have to come in contact. You know, with so many people. You know, unless there's an issue and, you know, they want to do a further investigation and check you out you know, as they do now anyways. And that they're really learning on the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated people. That's a place where you can have some differences of the travel experience to make it a little smoother, a little bit more pleasant for those who have been vaccinated. But we don't know yet what the government plans are for that. So this is you know, just really on paper right now, you know, it's in the process of, of being discussed, um, getting uh, preparation going, being prepared um, for the 
you know, the new steps and, and what's it going to be like to travel internationally? Now, you know, they're talking about, you know, once the traveler's vaccination can be verified, that they can be treated differently, perhaps by giving them a single test upon arrival or before they depart, rather than the multiple tests required. You know, how long will this testing will be going on? Every time you return back to Canada from an international flight, is this going to be going on years down the road? That you'd be giving a one simple test for COVID? You know, because people, you know, we really don't want to, you know, fall backwards. The world is struggling. People are struggling financially. People are struggling mentally. Stay at home orders, shutdowns, people working from their homes, people not working. You know, here in Ontario, we hit a milestone with COVID-19 outbreaks and moving into this phase one of the reopening plan here in Ontario, allowing once again for patios to reopen. Businesses, the non-essential businesses with their storefronts that faces the roadway are allowed to open, but at this point in this first phase, retail in the malls are now not are not allowed to open at this time. You know, I have to, you know, hand it to the small business community too, because, you know, with all the contact tracing that they were doing compared to the big box stores, Walmart and Costco's, they weren't doing any contact tracing. Only a certain amount of people are allowed into the store to shop or do what you're doing. But if you go into a clothing store, you had to give your name and your telephone number. Allowed so many people in the store at a certain uh, at a certain limit. They never did any of this stuff, you know, even workplaces, the warehousing manufacturing, where all these outbreaks happened, Canada Post. You know, they had over 600 people test positive for COVID-19. Where was the, where was the contact tracing? Where, you know, where was the protocols for the workplace? And that's where all of our cases of COVID-19 here in the province of Ontario was coming from was the workplace. But not in the non-essential service sector, certainly not in the bars and restaurants. So when it comes to international travel or having a, a digital identification, which is connected to your digital health information and your digital travel documentations. 
Thank you for entering the show here tonight, uh, Mr. Clean. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. I am up here in Brussels, Ontario, Canada, a weekend visit with uh, my family. I'm poolside. And again, next weekend, I will be back up here in Brussels, Ontario with a couple of more family members and hopefully I can get them on the air and uh, have a, have a fun show, you know, because here on the truckers podcast, you know, doing the podcast on current events, local world news and trending, you know, is all in good, but uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's always great to just to have a show about nothing and have other people come on, come on the show live and uh, talk to my listeners and followers all around the world. But tonight, you know, talking about how this, this, this international travel is going to, well, I missed you there. If you want to call in, I can click on you again. Um, that's fine. I just like kind of look down there for a second. But with the um, yeah, did did you come on there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, perfect. All right. Yeah, with the with the way Podbean now has um, um, set things up, and um, it's a little bit different for the connection to connect with people and stuff like that. So, yeah, well, glad to have you on the show. I'm your host, Doug, and um, where about are you calling from? I'm calling from the United States in Iowa. In Iowa. Yes. So how how are things how are things in Iowa in the United States? Well, I think the coronavirus is getting better because our numbers where I live is really low, so that's a good thing. Yeah, here in Ontario, we're just coming out of our, um, actually, our third stay-at-home, our, our third lockdown, and um, the patios um, and the restaurants are able to reopen once again, which started this weekend. Now, back in, like, for um, March, April, February, March, and April, here in Ontario, Canada, we were seeing over 5,000 cases per day. And we're just now seeing under 500 a day. So the vaccines are going in the arms and it appears to be that the vaccines are working. Wow. In in order to get to where we are, in order to get out of that stay-at-home orders and uh, lift these restrictions but we're doing everything in stages now. Um, this is stage one of the reopening plan, and there's two more stages to go through. But this is a start. So, I mean, it gave us uh, the opportunity to, um, you know, to have more people outside, up to 10 people. And... Um, like for, for like family, you know, so you could have 10 people in your backyard and that. So it's a, it's a step in the right direction, you know, but now they're talking about different things for international travelers 
and you know having a uh, a certain sort of documentation um, showing that you know that you've been vaccinated, um, you know whether you've had you know COVID or not, or you recovered from COVID, and it's going to be like an identification card, electronic information, like your bank card or you know or your your credit cards with that sort of information, you know, encrypted into the card so that, you know, um, it would be like a, um, a, a contactless um, sort of idea that you, you'll have limited contact with other people because, you know, being, you know, pre pandemic, I mean, you, you, you came in contact with all kinds of people when you're coming into the airport with customs and, and everybody else. So they want this, they want to make this, you know, a contactless and, and make it so that they can streamline it, make it quicker for people and, and just have less contact. And this is something that is basically in, in the beginning of the works, you know, just on paper right now, and um, here, you know, Canada's still mulling around when they're going to open up the, the uh, land borders between Canada and the United States. So, so right you, now, can't e you can't even get into Canada right now? Anybody who is not Canadian cannot cross, cannot cross the land border. Inter international flights still can come in. But the, the restrictions that we have here in Canada is that prior to your flight coming to Canada, 72 hours to your flight, you have to have a COVID test done. It has to be negative. And then when you arrive in Canada, uh, then you have to have another, another COVID test done and you have to self-isolate in a mandated hotel for three days waiting for your results and that's at the cost of the traveler and once you get that green light then you have to finish your rest of your quarantine at your residence that's the rules for anybody coming into the country by air oh wow i think i'll just stay home yeah and the land border only canadians can come back across the land border and that's truck drivers and people who work on either side of the border between Canada and the United States. No other people can cross back and forth right now. And uh, between Canada and the United States, they're, they're in discussions about, um, you know, when um, potentially when the borders are going to open up and what sort of rules are going to be put in place um, at the land borders, because tourism is really hurting here. And tourism is really hurting in the United States, you know, because between Canada and the United States, our economies are intertwined, you know, whether it's with, with trade and, and with tourism, you know, because right now, I mean, tourism basically has been decimated on both sides of the border. And there's been discussions about, um, what they may consider, um, you know, 
and and how you know maybe with a, a a vaccine passport of some sort showing that you have been vaccinated and then you'd be able to come into Canada and that so and uh, the United States were talking about well they can open up their side of the border which is which is great you know but Canada um, they will keep the land border on their side closed for as long as it's going to take, you know, because, um, you know, yourself, you know, the numbers in the United States, you know, the death tolls in the United States compared to anybody in the world compared to Canada. And, um, you know, we want out of this as much as everybody does. And I know the United States does as well. You know, because between Canada and the United States, I mean, I mean, we've been neighbors for hundreds and hundreds of years and friends for hundreds of years. And there's nothing more than that we want to reunite. You know, but we want to do it safely and we want to do it carefully. You know, because we don't want to be going back into lockdowns and, and stores closing. They can't open up anymore and stay at home orders. You know, we don't want any of that going on. We want to we want to keep moving forward. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. You know, when they're talking about um, when it comes to the international traveling, you know, um, was it going to have facial identification or it's just going to be on a digital card? You know, with your information you know, as we move forward with international travel. Because we know how the variants got here. Came from the United Kingdom, came from Africa, you know, came from Brazil. And now we got to battle these variants and, you know, and they're hoping that the vaccines, whether it's Moderna or Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, you know, they want to make sure that, you know, these vaccines are going to be effective. And the new Delta variant, you know, that is widely spreading around, you know, so we're not, I mean, I, I, you know, we're doing well, we're, we've, we've gotten so much better, but, you know, we're not out of the woods. So, so do you think once the COVID-19 is permanently over, that China is going to try and do something else to our country? You know what? I, you know, it's really hard to say, you know, the, you know, the transparency has to be there for one. The honesty has to be there for one. And, and that's been a real struggle with, with countries like Canada, the United States and Europe and everything like that, you know, talking to the Chinese government, you know, to be more transparent. And when, when something, when an incident, something like this happens, that the world should have known a whole lot sooner than what we did. Cause they're even talking about not just December back in 2019, they're going back as far as October in 2019, 2018, 2019, they're going back as far as that of when it started to spread around in, in, in the province of Wuhan and, and the, and the Chinese government trying to keep it hush hush, you know, and the, the world the World Health Organization, you know, when they went back in there to investigate um, in the province of Wuhan, only to find 
that it was scrubbed clean. And then they were restricted to other investigations and, and stuff like that. And, you know, if you're going to allow, you know, these, these, these scientists, these doctors back into a country like China to, to do the investigation, then you have to give them everything that they're asking for and to see every place that they're asking for. And China still was being resistant you know, while, while they were conducting their, their, their investigation in the province of Wuhan. And even so and you, now, go ahead. Do you think this was on purpose or an accident that this was created? They're looking that it is, um, um, that it is a, an accident. And, um, the, you know, with, with the, um, uh, the facility, um, for for diseases and everything in China, they're even looking at a possibility of a breach. And um, yeah, it's it's nothing was I you know personally you know I don't think it was done on purpose. Um, an accident somehow happened. Um, so, but China needed to be. Um, the Chinese government need to be more transparent, you know, because when you start pointing your fingers at a country like China, I mean, they're just going to go on the defense and they're going to claim that they're victims too. You know, so be dealing, you know, the government's dealing with China. I mean, it's like walking on, on, on thin ice and it's cracking underneath your feet and you have to be so careful. You know, so we have to see what, you know, how far they're going to take the investigation and, you know, where, you know, where it's going to lead to. And at the end of the day, you know, what we may, we may never know, you know, but then we have to look at the fact that, you know, um, where is the next pandemic going to happen? When is that going to happen? What is that? What virus is that going to be? You know, so the world needs to keep its guard up, you know, and um, be very vigilant from here on in, you know, because the world cannot withstand a second pandemic, you know, whether it's five years down the road, 10 years down the road, whatever the case may be. We certainly can't be back in this position again. No, because so, I don't even know what normal was before any of this happened. I know, you know, and, um, you know, it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're coming out of this woodwork, you know, and, and we're just venturing out now. And, and it's almost like, you know, it's, 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 it feels like a different world altogether, you know, because there's still restrictions in place. My local library is finally letting you able to stay in there an hour instead of just 30 minutes. So it's slowly getting better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're now able to, like I said, um, like the non-essential businesses, um, are allowed to open up now. Um, they're, they're allowed to sell all the non-essential 
um, products now. Um, the problem, the problem that people are seeing right now is that only the uh, the non-essential businesses that are that um, face the roadway, so you walk in off the street, can open up, but no stores in the malls can open up here in Ontario as of yet. So if you don't have a a, a road facing business, you can't you can't open. And you're looking at that for stage two, you know, and still tracking the numbers and and maybe that not you know like for to go get your hair cut right now, or you know for people. Uh, for women to go get their nails done and their feet done and stuff like that. That's not until stage two and that's not until July. And still depending on where the case counts are. And as long as we can keep them under 500, you know, in lower, you know, starting stage two, you know, for, you know, for the, uh, the hair salons to open up and, the nail salons to open up and, and the stores in the malls, you know, because this is the time of year that, that people, this is the time of year that these businesses get their summer, their summer clothing out. And it's unfortunate that the, the, the stores that are in the malls right now here in Ontario, you know, they can't open up. So, I mean, it's still, it's still going to be, it's still going to be a real struggle. You know, until we hit, until we hit July, and the premier of a, of this province um, gives the green light, you know, for for um, more reopenings. So it's it's still going to be it's still going to be a struggle for for a lot of people financially. You know, our schools. Here in Ontario, um, they decided that they were not going to reopen the schools this school year and that all the high school kids and grade school kids are going to be doing their online learning until the end of June. And it's the only province in Canada that has done this. And now the kids are going to have to wait till the fall time to be back in the classroom. So that's the way that's going. And um, was it about um, three weeks ago? Um, even we can go back even four weeks ago. Um, the province of Ontario was the only place in North America where you couldn't even you couldn't even play a round of golf. And just last couple of weeks, they opened the golf courses back up. You know, all these safe outdoor activities, you know, for social distancing. You know, Ontario was a place you couldn't even, you couldn't even play tennis. You couldn't even go to the basketball courts and, and with a couple of friends and, and play basketball. You, the kids couldn't go to the skateboard parks, you know. And, that's uh, what I. That's what I mean. Kids here in the United States don't really know what they can or can't do yet because they don't know how the virus is doing. They mm -hmm. want to get out, but they're they want to get out, but their parents are like front yard only. I'm like, and no visitors. I'm like, boy, I'm glad I'm not a kid. 
Yeah, and that's got to be really tough because, you know, um, social activities and, and social as, as human beings, because that's part of our nature, right? To be social, to do social things and, and not knowing what you're able to do and, and what you can't do. And, um, you know, I'm, you know, the, you know, even the governments, the, the, uh, uh, the governors, um, for the states in the United States. I mean, they got to be more transparent too on, on their reopening plans and, um, you know, what you, what you can do and what you can't do. And I know right now, um, you know, with the national hockey league going on right now, um, you know, uh, during the playoffs and everything, um, they have full stadiums, you know, baseball in the United States, full stadiums, all fans in the stands, not here in Canada. So that's, you know, that's another thing that they're going to be looking at. And we're not probably going to see fans in the stands until, you know, next fall, next October, you know, when the NHL restarts up again. So what do they do? Just still do the hockey games and just air them on TV for people to watch at home? Yeah. So they, 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 they you know, um, right now, of course, um, the Montreal Canadiens, you know, they're the final team here in Canada. And just a, a week ago in Quebec, the province of Quebec, they allowed some fans in the stands, you know, um, limited, you know, maybe just a little over a thousand you know, um, the other good thing right now is that with the NHL, um, so um, the Montreal Canadiens are going to face the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the players will be able to go back and forth between Canada and the United States without a 14-day quarantine. And in Montreal, they're going to allow, you know, maybe up to 2,000 people in the stands, which, you know, that, that hockey arena holds like 18,000 people. And of course, down in Vegas, you know, they have full fans in the stands. It's, you know, 18, 19,000 people, you know, every hockey game right now. So, but um, here in Ontario, you know, during the regular season in the playoffs, there wasn't any fans in the stands. So, you know, hopefully now that, um, you know, the hockey's winding down and of course the new season is going to start next October. And hopefully that we're, you know, in a much better place that we're going to have fans in the stands, you know, have the concerts back, you know, cause this summer again, is going to be no concerts in the parks, outdoor concerts, indoor concerts, or any of that sort, you know, um, water parks and amusement parks are going to be able to reopen with restrictions, with capacity. You know, so um, the government here, not just the federal government, but the, the uh, provincial governments, um, they're, they're taking a really different, uh, uh, you know, really different approach um, in reopening. Um, things up so we can, you know, get back to what we once known what was normal. So, 
it's just good right now that we even dive as far as we have. You know, um, over the winter months, it's been a real struggle coming into the spring. And now, you know, another week, it's summertime. And this is when, you know, we want to go to the campgrounds. We want to go to the beach. We want to sit on the patios. You know, we want to go to the provincial parks. We want to go to the cottage. You mean you can't even sit outside your own house in Canada? Oh, yes, we can. Oh, yes. We're right now we can have people over. You know, we can have uh, up to 10 guests, you know, um, outside. You know, um, like right now I'm, I'm with, uh, I'm from London, Ontario. And, and right now I came up to, uh, uh, to see some family that's a, an hour north uh, of London. I've spent the weekend here. Um, I did uh, my show last night live out on the patio poolside. And I'm, this is my last night here. I was here Friday night, Saturday night, and I go back home tomorrow. And then I will, uh, of course, have my show tomorrow night, Sunday night at 9 p.m. And um, I go back to work for the week. And then I will be back up here in Brussels, Ontario, doing another live show um, from Brussels um, poolside. And uh, there'll be a couple more of us coming up for a visit so um, I'll be bringing up of course all my equipment and the microphones and hopefully we, you know, we're going to get back on air there again and uh, get into a conversation to whoever wants to to come on the show and call in like yourself I don't know if we're having outdoor concerts during the summer we are doing I'm guessing limited activities for the 4th of July uh, they are going to try and have the carnival, but it's probably going to be a limited number of people that could be up there at one time, is my guess. That is, that's basically about the same thing here in Canada when it comes to um, July 1st, Canada Day. And I don't think um, they're going to have like their... their um, um, normal parties to celebrate Canada's birthday. People would just do, you know, their, their little family things, backyard things, you know, because, um, I mean, it's a big, it's a big celebration here in Canada on July 1st, like it is uh, on, on July 4th for the Americans. Yeah, it'll and, be interesting it, this year to see if they do fireworks this year. Yeah, that would be really interesting, you know, because, um, when it comes to Canada Day and uh, your Fourth of July, and in the cities that that uh, border Canada and the United States, you know they celebrate on both sides of the border. You know, like for instance, um, Detroit, um, uh, Port Huron, Buffalo, Niagara Falls. You know, on on Canada Day and on the Fourth of July that, uh, you know, is sort of like, you know, sort of like this one big party between Canada and the United States, you know, on both, on both those days. So next year, 
you know, next year that will, um, you know, I, I, you know, I have, I like to be on the positive side and, and, and things are going to be a whole lot better next year. And that um, the tourism between um, Canada and the United States, um, the border crossings, like it was, like it was before, you know, come and go and um, shopping, dining, sightseeing, you know, doing doing what we've always done, you know, between Canada and the United States. I would like to come up to Canada sometime just to visit Niagara Falls, but. Uh... As close as I'm going to get to that right now is a YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. For this year anyways, you know, probably, you know, um, I, I'm thinking next summer, you know, it's going to be, everything's going to be, you know, really good. And uh, that's something, you know, that's, that's a trip that's, you know, that's, that you are going to be able to make. So, like I said, I like to be, I like to be on, on the positive side of things, you know, and, and, and keep going in, in, the, in that, in that, in that motion, that forward motion of being positive. So, um, I can't wait, you know, for things to be, um, back post post pandemic, you know, and we're going to get there. And, and, and so is the United States. You know, you got Joe Biden as the president, and um, things are going to be much different. You know, so think positive. You know, that's important. You know, and think positive, and get your friends and your family um, to to think positive, and we're going to get through this. I believe by the end of this year, that virus will be no more. I believe that too. I believe that too. So in another week, I get my second shot of the Pfizer, then I'll be fully vaccinated. You know, so um, like so many heard, like here. Go ahead. I heard from friends here in the United States where I live that that shot's not even FDA approved yet. Is that true or not true? That's up to... Um, that's up to the United States with the FDA, right? Here in Canada, we have a different system, right? With the with the Pfizer and the in the Moderna. I know, I know places around the world, even in the United States, they they had to want to get it moved forward, and, and um, you know because of the urgency, you know they wanted to to have it approved quicker. You know, to to get start to, to start getting the vaccines, you know, um, rolled out, you know, because of the circumstances that the United States um, found themselves in. You know, and even you know, compared to other parts of the world, and even compared to, I mean, there's no comparison between Canada and the United States on how things were were handled. You know, I mean, we're not perfect over here, believe me. I mean, we could have acted a whole lot sooner as well, you know, but we didn't. But we certainly don't have the case counts that the United States has. You know, um, yeah, we've, 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 you know, hit over a million cases at, at one point in time, you know, but right now, you know, we have 50% of the country vaccinated with, with the first shot. 
you know, here in Ontario, the largest province here in Ontario is 16 million people. The population of Canada is 37 million. And we're at 70% vaccination rate here in the province of Ontario with the first shot of the Moderna or the Pfizer. And now the round two is coming for, you know, um, millions of more people, like 10 million people now have, have had their first, have their first shot of the Pfizer or the Moderna. And the age of 12 has been approved for, for kids 12 and up in order to start to be vaccinated. So, I mean, they know vaccines work because, you know, you look at the, um, um, the smallpox and um, other diseases, polio, you know, vaccines wiped it out. So they know vaccines work. And I hear it, I hear it from people, I hear it from people on the show, oh, you know, you know, it's just conspiracies and, and all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, if you don't do, if you don't do your research and you don't do fact checking, you know, for some people, it's easy for them to fall into that trap to, to believe that, you know, it's, you know, vaccines don't work. The, the anti-vaccinators, you know, um, I mean, that's, that, that, that's their opinion, right? And they have the right to their opinion, but they don't have the facts to back it, right? And, that, and that's the problem when it comes to misinformation. You know, if you don't do any fact checking, then who do you believe? Right. As a kid, I've been vaccinated. I've had all the vaccinations as a kid. You know, and and, and now being vaccinated for this virus as an adult and I'm in my late 50s. So, you know, I haven't got the I haven't got the vaccine yet. Well, I mean, that's up to you. It's up to, you know, when you're, when your state is doing it and the age group and stuff like that. But, you know, that's that's up to you. You know, that's your choice. Why? And I don't think my doctor recommends it because I've got too many health problems and it may cause other health problems. So the he's import- not recommending it at this time. That And that's... You know, another important thing, too, is that you listen to your health care provider. Right. And he says, because I stay home enough, I shouldn't have to worry about getting the virus because only one or two people really come over and visit. And they'll tell me if they're sick or anything. And I'm like, if you're sick, you stay home. We'll talk on the yeah. phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the important thing. Right. So it's always it's always important to to listen to your healthcare professional. So and that's what I always say to people too. I mean, listen to your doctor. Go to your doctor. You know, talk to your doctor. So but um yeah, I'm I'm just uh I'm happy, you know, right now to um 
that, like I said, here in Ontario, that were that were moved into the first phase, and um, you know things are coming along. And um, tonight, um, here on the Truckers Podcast, um, I have reached another milestone here on the show, and this is the two hundred and fiftieth episode um, of the Truckers Podcast. Um, so I'm really excited about that, you know, with nearly 13,000 downloads in the year and a bit that I've been doing it. Um, I'm a weekend podcaster and, um, you know, um, I enjoy doing it. You know, I have, uh, I enjoy people like yourself, uh, you know, a guest on the show, um, you call in. And, um, and we talk to one another and the important thing that I always say to people is that, you know, um, we have to be respectful, right? Because, you know, um, it's like anybody, you know, you don't want to have a show that, you know, um, you know, uh, racism and, and foul language and, um, being disrespectful, you know, that's not accepted, you know, here on my here on my show, and it's nice for for people like yourself to call in, and we can sit here and we can have, you know, a civilized conversation, and that's what I work towards of of having um, uh, with people who come on the show and call in and, and talk to me live, and um, it's something that I really enjoy doing. You know, this past this past year and a bit you know, getting into podcasting and um, that's something that is, is going to, um, the show is going to continue. And um, my podcast is, is, is all over the world. You can, wherever you find your podcast, you can find the Truckers Podcast. And um, Google search, you know, the Truckers Podcast, and it's going to come up on Podbean, obviously. Um, it's going to come up on Player FM iHeartRadio and other like all the other social uh, media outlets out there around the world. So I've talked to people like yourself from the United States. I've talked to people from Europe. Well, I'm not. I'm not a. Tr- I'm not a truck driver. I can't drive at all because I'm visually impaired. Yeah. But it's nice to get to tune in and listen to what different semi truckers and people have to say. When they're on the road and doing things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been a trucker for, for many, many years. And, and, and you know, when I started to do this podcast over a year ago, I'm thinking, when am I going to call my podcast? I mean, there's like there's like 7 million, 8 million podcasters out there around the world. I'm thinking, when am I going to call my show? How am I going to do this? And, you know, I'm thinking, well, what do I do for a living? Well, I'm a trucker. So let's just call it the Truckers Podcast. But then people think that, oh, he's just going to talk about the trucking industry and this sort of this, that sort of stuff I do. I do sometimes, you know, something interesting comes up about it and stuff like that. But um, it's just the name of the podcast, the Truckers Podcast, because that's who I am. And it is current events, local world news and what's trending. So um, talk about, you know, uh, the events that are going on in and around the world and um, 
you know, given my opinion about it and, and listen to other opinions from, from people, you know, and just have that interaction, you know, whereas that, um, where else can, where else can you have a interaction with people, you know, besides doing a podcast, you know, like yourself, I mean, if I wasn't doing this podcast, you and I wouldn't be even talking. I wouldn't even I think know. We're the, we're the only two on here tonight. There's no one we else are. listening. I know. It's funny. I had like five people <laughs> last night. You know, it was it was last Saturday. I had 25 people on my show. It just, I don't know. It, it could, it could it, be it their weekend to down. take the weekend off. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and, and you know, and that's something that I don't even worry about. You know, I run my own show. It's called the Mister Clean Show. Yeah, I the Mister Clean Show. I do different music, song requests. Uh, you know, ignore the trolls, and it's a good, clean, fun show. Yeah. Have you ever um, listened to um, Pink Squirrel? Whose podcast is this anyway? Yes, I have, but I haven't been able to catch her because I don't know what time she goes on anymore. Or I'm I don't know neither. Notifica- I don't. I don't get the notifications when she's live. No, I think neither it's do with, I. I think no, it's set with Podbean. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, I've I've gone and checked live shows, and you know, and and seen you know whether she's on or not because she she would come on in the in the evenings around you know ten eleven o'clock. And, and, she would, uh, and she and she talked for a couple of hours, and she had her other friends on there as well. You're not in the same time zone as I am, are you? Um, no, it is 11 p.m. here right now, so you're probably a couple hours behind me. Actually, I'm Central Standard Time. I'm only an hour behind you. Oh, so you're 10 o'clock. Yes. Yeah, 10 o'clock. So yeah, so yeah, it's 11 p.m. here. Here in Ontario. So, how big is the country of Canada? Is it bigger than the United States? In landmass, yes, we are. We are um, in landmass. We are uh, bigger than the United States. But of course, what, what do you have? You have almost four hundred million people. We're here I in don't Canada. Know. We have. We, you, yeah, I think you're like three hundred and eighty-five thousand people, or something like that. Some, some, yeah, it's just a ridiculous population, but we have 37 million people here in Canada. Wow. How do you keep track of all of them? You know, so, I mean, you guys are 10 times the population of Canada. So, but our land mass is larger than the United States. So, yeah, and uh, there's another podcast that I listen to. Um, he's on, uh, I was listening to him Monday mornings. He's on at 10 o'clock, I think, Monday mornings. Um, um, it's called This Old Man. And uh, he, he's on there. He, he does a morning show, uh, I think it's Monday through, Monday through Friday. Oh, you mean the old man's podcast? Yeah, the old man's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on. He's he's on like five days a week or something like that. And 
And uh, there was another gentleman that uh, joined me on my show, um, Eric. He's on his podcast. And, that, and he, so, also jo- he also joins my podcast, too. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Now, I'm going to now I'm going to have to um, um, look up your podcast. Um, what time what time do you generate or what days do you generally do your show? I try and do it seven days a week, but I've taken a break for now because I just got new equipment and I haven't really had time to sit down and set it up and stuff. Okay. Okay. So when so when do you like when uh, are you going to go back to your like your regular program times that you had or is that going to change or? Well, that might change for the summer months. Uh, maybe I'll start at uh, I don't know four p.m. Central Standard Time. Oh, okay, okay. So going live at four p.m. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. I don't. So I don't. Uh, I don't publish my shows because of the copyrighted music. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people do that too. But I, I went out and I, and I found stuff that wasn't copyright, and so I have my my intro music and my outro music and and that. But um, yeah, I mean that's fine, you know. Uh, but I guess. Uh, yeah, to get on your live show at 4 p.m. I'm at work, so and then I won't be able to. I don't know. You have to maybe do an evening show sometime. <laughs> well, when do you get off work? Um, I'm usually home around after six. And um, yeah, so if you did a show at eight o'clock at night, it'd be nine o'clock my time. Well, yeah, that wouldn't right. work because I uh, do you know slightly serious? Uh, no. You don't know him. He does a show five days a week too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just have to check that one out too. Slightly serious. You know what? I've seen it, but I haven't really. I'm thinking, oh, that's kind of different and stuff like that. I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to go and and, and like he publishes his episodes, obviously. Yes, they're on Spotify. Uh, I think iHeartRadio. He's got different platforms he puts them mm-hmm. on. Yeah, like mine. Yeah, mine goes well, I, I, on these different platforms. I could, I could run a show tonight after we're done talking. Um, yeah, because it's only ten o'clock. Or I don't know. See, see, the thing is, is that one thing about Podbean, and I, and I tell you, is that. Um, in order to to go live to be live on somebody else's show, I have to use my cell phone. Yeah, that's how that works. Right. But you can yeah. bro- so, but you, you, so, you could broadcast your show from a desktop computer or laptop, but for somebody to call in, they have to have a cell phone or a yeah. tablet. Yeah, or yeah, any other held hand device. And and Podbean, you know. Um, because I'm on my laptop doing my live show in front of a microphone, and if I should I should be able to listen not only listen to other podcasts from my laptop and and have my headphones on and talk to my microphone, talk through my microphone, and call in live. 
Because, like, you know, if I go and you know, I click on your show, your live show, and I'm listening to you, why don't I have the same features for my it laptop? Don't that, it don't work that way. And, and Podbean should have it working that way. Well, that's not my doings. I know. It's not my doings neither, you know. And I know sometimes Podbean listens into podcasts, too. I've, I've had the administration on my shows. And that, yeah, so, but I don't know if that's really the Podbean administration or if that's a that troll. Could be. Well, who possibly, knows? yeah, who knows? But uh, I've I've put it out there to Podbean, and um, you know, nothing, nothing's come back, and you know, maybe it's something that they're working on, you know, because I when I I have my I have my um, my second screen here. Where I can see the the uh, the host call ins, right? As you would on yeah. your cell phone, and that's what I should see when I go on somebody else's live show. I should see the same thing on my screen. Oh, so and you're I running be two screens on your laptop? Yeah, I have my laptop to my uh, my right, and I have my monitor. To my left, which you are up on this monitor to my left. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So when I do it in my show, um, I have all my information up what I want to talk about on my laptop, and I have the show up on my second monitor. So, and then I can see all my call ins, I can have all the audio oh, effects. I think most people use their cell phones to broadcast their show. Right. I don't. I do it for my laptop. I know. That's I, where, yeah. I, I think that's where you and I are different. Uh, we use our computers to run our shows from. Yep. That's how I do it. Yep. So I have my interface that uh, plugs into the laptop, the microphone, headphones, and everything plug into the interface. You know that gives the the uh, that gives the sound. So I wish I, I could it. afford. I wish I could afford something for my show, but I can't. It's called mm -hmm. the Roadcaster Pro. Ever heard of it? Um, I think I've seen. I've, I think I've I've looked at that. Um, I use the uh, the Scarlett uh, foc uh, Focusrite, uh, the the two i two third gen. And um, it's it's a great little interface, um, and uh, yeah, uh, my 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 quality of my sound um, ha has gone up one hundred and ten percent. And what's something like that cost? This was two hundred and thirty five dollars. And you ordered that through what? I bought site? it. I no, I bought that at a local music store. Okay. Yeah, and like like that, so that's where I got my microphones from. Uh, was the local music store. I don't know if I've got a music store around anymore. Uh, if I do, it'd be in Des Moines. If mm -hmm. they're still yeah. in business. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's where um, um, that's where I brought uh, bought this stuff from, and. Uh, yeah. It's, so they they could set you up with the sound mixers, recording equipment, microphones, CD players, record players. 
They've got everything. Everything that you want. Oh, including guitars, drums, and keyboards. Everything. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, everything. One-stop shop. One-stop shop. Yep. Except they don't have the computer. That's right. That's right. Even my mic boom, you know, I bought at the music store. So you haul all that equipment around with you? Um, I just brought it up this weekend, you know, to up here in, in Brussels, Ontario. And that this is the first time that, you know, um, that I've done my show away from London, Ontario, away from my home. So, and that, so, and, and next week, and next weekend, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to be back up here in Brussels, um, again, doing my live podcast and that. So out on, out on the, uh, I'm going to be out on the, on the patio, um, pool side. So it's going to be live with all the, all the sounds of nature and, and, and everybody. So you know, like last night's episode. But I'm sitting inside the kitchen right now. I'm looking outside the patio doors. But um, next Saturday, I'll be outside um, doing the show again at uh, 10 p.m. Live show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you can join me next Saturday at 10 p.m. And um, hopefully uh, the people that I'm going to be with, uh, one or two of them will come on. I have the uh, second, uh, the second microphone, and the mic boom with me, and uh, that can be all plugged in, and it'll be great. How much time you got left on your show? I can have my show. My show can last as long as I want to because I, I pay for the for the for the for the program, right? I pay Podbeam on a monthly basis. So my show can run as long as I want. I can have as many shows as I want. Well, I've got the unlimited audio too, but they only let you do two errors per live cast. Oh, is that right? Yes, even if you pay them. Oh, is that right? Well, maybe then, and then maybe I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I guess it's no. Only you could a two still you could you could still do as many shows as you want in a day. They just like you to take. A half hour break between shows, so it gives their system time to reset and get ready oh, for the I next. Uh, yeah, I see. I see. Four, so yeah, because heard bu- people. How fourteen much? Bucks a, fourteen bucks a month is what I pay. I pay um, the premium of um, thirty nine, so it comes out in U.S. dollars or something like that. Fifty four dollars a month. What extra stuff are you paying for? I've 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 got the uh, the, 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 the I guess I got the best all, one you can pay I, for. Huh? I'm I'm unlimited. I bought I got the unlimited package. Well, that's what I've got. Mine's only fourteen a month. Yeah, well, I'm I'm you know paying in hmm. Canadian funds, so it's a little bit yeah, more. Right? I, yeah. So. 
but yeah, maybe, maybe that's the way it is. You know, maybe it's only a two hour show. Like I try, you know, I try to do, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, you know, but we've when been on, we've been on longer than that, haven't we? Yeah. This show has gone an hour, uh, an hour and 12 minutes. But when, like I say, like when, it, when someone calls in like yourself, um, you know, it's not like I'm to the point, you know, exactly one hour say, okay, you know, the show's over. I mean, I'll just, you know, have a conversation and you just let the show go on. Right. And that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, I can't stay on much longer cause I gotta get another snack and take some more medicine. Okay. I understand that. And, um, yeah, like I say, I'm going to be back out, um, um, tomorrow night. Um, uh, I'm going to do um, a 9 p.m. show tomorrow night. So at and 8 then, p.m. my time. Yep, and I'll and I'll be back in London, Ontario, in my home. And then um, Monday night at 9 p.m. And then I'm going to do. Um, I have you generally have a Friday show as well, and I think that's going to be around 9 p.m. And then I'll be back up here, up north, and uh, doing the live show again here in Brussels, Ontario, outside, poolside. So if you can join me then, too, that would be great. So, yeah, just, you know, I publish, I, you know, I publish my episodes. Um, I put the episodes up on, on the uh, date and time when they're going to be done. So... Um, you can always check that out to see when those, when those times are and, um, love to have you back on the show and you're more than welcome to come back out here on, on the truckers podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. Well, I, I guess after I get my snack and get set up for my live show, so you can come and join me and see what all that's about. Yeah. I got to, um, I got to find my, um, my earpieces because I have to use my cell phone. Oh, that's right. Because uh, you're right. probably going to call. You're yeah. probably going to want to call in, and that's right. Because if I if I did go on without the the earpieces and I go to talk to you, the, we just have echo. Yeah, because so that wouldn't work. No, that wouldn't work. So um, I'm probably going to have to wait till I get home tomorrow. And um, okay, and uh, find my my earbuds for my cell phone, and then like I say, just you know, tell me, like if you want to do a show tomorrow evening, I mean that's that's fine. I'll be I'll be more than happy to join you. Okay. So I'll just give me a time that you're going to be live tomorrow evening, and um, I will be uh, I'll be more than happy to join you on your show. Uh, probably eight o'clock my time. Okay. All right. So it'll be 9 p.m. my time, and uh, I can do my show after that, or I can do it before. Like I say, like we can start a show anytime we like to start a show. Well, you so, can always tune into my show tonight to just listen to the music and make song requests. Because I do take requests and play people's favorite songs. Yeah. Okay. That's Sometimes, that's, that's... Some, sometimes I get people that call in. Some shows nobody calls in. Same here. 
you know, like you're the only one on my show tonight. And sometimes I have 10 people. Sometimes I have five people. Sometimes I have 20 people. And I'm okay with that. So I did get to go camping over the weekend, I think last weekend, uh, with a group of friends. So that was interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's one thing that's an outdoor uh, activity that I enjoy doing is camping. Yeah, for sure. Camping, fishing, yeah. all that. I gotta stuff, help so. out. I I also gotta help take care of some of the kids on the campground because uh, you know how it is when people start drinking their wine and whiskey and beer, they don't know <laughs> what's going on around them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, well, I thank you for joining me, and um, yeah, I will come on your show um, tomorrow. So it'll be 9 o'clock my time, 8 o'clock your time. Okay. And uh, I will join you for that, and then I can uh, always do my uh, my show after that as well. So My show so, uh, I run two, my show runs two hours. Does it run two hours? Yes, yeah, yeah. so it'd be uh, about 11 your time when it gets over. Yeah, but I will join you. But I will join you tomorrow. And, um, yeah, that'd be good. It'd be a lot of fun. It'd be good to talk to you again. Yeah, you're a nice person. Yep, and uh, you are too. And uh, take care of yourself, and um, I will uh, join your show tomorrow. Okay, I'll talk to you later. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening, everybody. Take care and be safe out there. And thank you.